Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Gridcom CEO Mike Holt, and uh, we're going to talk about the smart grid. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. Well, I, I really like having people from as many different spaces come talk about the smart grid because, as I've said to my audience very often, it's like the blind men and the elephant. It really does matter on where you're grabbing it, that what it means to you. Yeah, it's true. Um, but fundamentally, when you say smart grid, what does that mean? Smart means connected. So this is all mm-hmm. about connectivity. Excellent point. So now, then let's go into that aspect of it. Where does Gridcom inject their value in that huge behemoth we call the smart grid? Yeah, so, so Gridcom is all about that connectivity over the grid. What we do mm-hmm. is we create a network, a data network, over a city's power lines. And then we use that data network to connect the streetlights. And by doing this, we can save cities millions of dollars in electricity every month and reduce CO2 emissions and, um, and be able to enable them to do predictive maintenance on their streetlights. And then even more than that, once that network's in place, cities can implement smart city functions uh, by using this network to connect sensors throughout their city. Mm, excellent point, Mike, because that's the fir- basically what you're saying is, is that uh, just like uh, a, a gaming system, you could play games on it, but it's really a household uh, hub. You're saying, oh, here's a smart lighting system, but it's really a smart city device. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, this smart grid's all about this connectivity, and it's about using this infrastructure to provide that connectivity, the infrastructure of the power grid. And by using that right. infrastructure to connect devices like streetlights, cities become smart cities. That's what we enable. Now, um, Mike, you're using the power lines. So you're using a power line communications protocol. Are you using any of the recognized uh, power line communication protocols using your own uh, proprietary communications protocol? And uh, what does the communications protocol enable? Yeah, so uh, great question. Um, we're, we're sort of like some of the standards, but it is proprietary. And the reason for that is in streetlights. Well, first, backing up, people that have, been, uh, have implemented power line communications in the past have done this really largely with the objective of connecting meters, smart meters for smart grids. Mm-hmm. And with that, they really needed to needed to be able to uh, read a meter once a month to get a power bill. And if it didn't work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you retry until it does work. Um, That's not the case with streetlights. Streetlights need to be real-time. So this has to be real-time, and so you have to have a different level of reliability. Uh, You can't rely on the ability to retry. So... The technology. So what we've done is we've taken some of the basic technologies uh, that are out there, uh, OFDM, for example, that's used in power line communications, and broadened that uh, to deliver this reliability for real-time systems. So specifically, what do we do? Um, mm-hmm. Competing solutions really use a single channel to communicate data over the power lines. And so if there's any noise on that channel, it interferes 
with the data communications, and you have to retry. So uh, we don't do that. What we do mm-hmm. is we divide the bandwidth of that single copper cable, the power line, into 18 independent channels. Each of these channels are OFDM channels, like the standards that you mentioned, but there are 18 of them. And then we measure real-time for each of these channels the noise. We measure the error rates, and then we mm-hmm. configure each channel based on that to optimize it. Uh, we then configure real-time the redundancy. So if there's noise on one channel, if one channel is noise, we may move the frequency over a little bit to avoid that noise. Hopefully it's better. If a few channels don't work well because of noise, well, it's okay because we've got redundant channels, so we always communicate data real-time reliably. That's what we do that's different. Got it. Well, and, and that's the key because, as you pointed out, city infrastructures can't rely on, well, we'll try it again next time. And that goes beyond lighting. Once you start really getting into things like uh, traffic management or infrastructure management security, it has to be 100%, at the minimum, Six Sigma. Yeah, that, that's right, Alex. And so um, that's why we use this approach. But we also need to be able to uh, communicate wirelessly because we have these sensors, and some of these sensors are not wired into streetlights. They may be things like parking sensors um, that, are, that are in the parking lots. They may be flood sensors. We have some examples of flood sensors, earthquake sensors, a lot of variety of sensors that may not be physically on the streetlights. And so we also need to communicate wirelessly. But, but that's great. What I just described works beautifully because it's one network. We simply add an additional channel to the 18 that I mentioned, a 19th channel, which is a wireless channel. So mm-hmm. for us, it all looks the same. It's 19 redundant channels. Physically, one happens to be wireless and the other uh, 18 are power line. But above that, you don't know, you don't care. It's just a reliable network that has redundancy across it. Got it, got it. Now, having said all of that, let's say I'm a municipality and I want to incorporate your technology. What infrastructure do I have to incorporate? Well, you have most of the infrastructure, and those are the power lines. So those are the streetlights. Your your city has streetlights already deployed throughout the cities. They may be old streetlights like uh, sodium vapor, high-pressure sodium vapor streetlights, or, or maybe you're upgrading to new streetlights like LED. It doesn't matter. Uh, we can control either, dimming them to save millions of dollars in electricity automatically. But once you have that in place and you're controlling the streetlights, you have this network. And simply what gets installed is in every streetlight, uh, there's a, a GridCom digital power supply that, that has our chip inside it, which communicates data over the power lines and then also our wireless communications, uh, what that digital power supply, each streetlight then becomes individually IP addressable. Basically, it's like a network adapter card for streetlights. And that creates a local area network over all these streetlights. That then communicates over this local network over the power lines uh, to a concentrator, kind of like a router. And that concentrator then bridges all of this data from our local area network over power line to the cloud via 3G wireless or to the command center in the city. Now, 
as a city official, you see all the data. You see the alerts and alarms tied to the health of your streetlights, tied to uh, characteristics of the sensors that you're measuring throughout the city. Got it. Now, uh, obviously, this isn't something that a municipality is going to buy in a big box you know, just pass out amongst the municipal staff to assign and just hang on a street corner. Um, there requires some engineering involved, and obviously the engi- you know the civil engineers involved are going to need some handholding. What kind of support do you provide the municipality to dial the system in so that it operates optimally? Yeah, so it's not it's, it's not even just support. I mean, this becomes typically pretty big deployments because the cities look at this. Uh, really as a backplane, a backplane for their smart cities. Uh, certainly it's used mm-hmm. to connect the streetlights to save these millions of dollars, but it also is this backplane for sensor connectivity uh, and smart city communications. So inherently in all of this is a much bigger play than simply take it out of the box and plug it in. Um, we work in partnership with uh, large infrastructure installers um, these infrastructure installers uh, then are the ones that maybe they're manufacturing the streetlights or maybe they're installing the streetlights, but with that, they're the ones installing these devices in hundreds of thousands of streetlights throughout the city. Um, then with that, the concentrator is typically installed in the above-ground box, which is the box out on the street that would control kind of a subset of streetlights, and then they're done. Um, the engineering part of it, uh, that's part of what makes this so interesting is it doesn't need to be tuned. It doesn't need to uh, be adjusted to work well because we're automatically sensing the noise and the conditions on these power lines and adapting the system to work optimally. So it's self-configuring, self-tuning. So you can just plug it in and have it work. Um, but this is usually about doing this on a very large scale, and that's where we have partners that we work with to do this deployment. Got it, got it. So, um, unfortunately, it is a podcast, and we don't have all the time in the world, although uh, the grid and the infrastructures involved is something we could talk about forever. But before I let you go, Mike, and I am going to bring you back, but before I let you go, this time around, I always give my guests the last word on the show, so it could be a little bit more about the service or something about the company, or just a tip for our audience, the floor is yours. Yeah, so I think we hear a lot about smart cities. Uh, first it was smart grid, then it was all smart cities. And every city in the world, I think, is working on a smart city initiative. And smart city initiatives start with streetlights. And they do that because streetlights use 40% of a city's electricity budget. So it's a huge number, millions of dollars. And this can be reduced by 50%. And that's why people are so interested, cities are so interested in installing these smart streetlights because they're able to save millions of dollars and then use this as a network, a backbone, backplane for their smart city to connect sensors Mm -hmm. throughout the city. Well, hey, the beautiful part about all of this is that at the end of the day, the cities are going to be better, the city more efficient, saving money, saving energy, and just in general turning out, you know, better for everyone. So I really appreciate what not just um, your company, of course, all of the people who are working in the space, but I really, I really appreciate what Gridcom's doing to move the ball forward because we need 
smarter cities. We need all of this infrastructure that uh, you're bringing for us. So I thank you again. Okay, thank you, Alex. Uh, thanks for having me. And certainly, this is all about disrupting the way cities manage their infrastructure, and that's mm-hmm. got to happen because uh, this very old infrastructure and architecture that can yield huge improvements with this, this disruption. So that's what this is all about, and that's what we're doing. I agree, Mike. Thank you so much. And I'd also like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paltz for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.